Hey, it's the King Plum. The pursuit of an easier life resulted in much hardship. This comes from the book Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. When talking about the agricultural revolution and hunters and gatherers becoming farmers, he says it was a series of improvements meant to make life easier, but it ended up becoming a bit of a millstone around the farmers' necks. See, hunters and gatherers didn't have to spend much of their day gathering or hunting food. They acquired what they needed and then they just relaxed. But in shifting into farming, it brought a whole bunch of other factors that hadn't been considered. In working harder, they figured they'd have bountiful supply of food and they would have fewer lean years. Their children wouldn't go to sleep hungry. It sounded perfect, right? In working harder, it did provide more food, but it also allowed for more children to be born because they were settled. They weren't nomads anymore. In feeding children things like porridge, they've received less breast milk, which weakened their immune systems. Settlements brought infectious disease, and what they also didn't consider is that in having a supply of food, it opened them up to thieves and enemies. Then they had to build walls and introduce guard duty, and on and on. But then he points out that the pursuit of an easier life resulting in a hardship didn't stop then. We still face it today. He writes, how many young college graduates have taken demanding jobs in high-powered firms, vowing that they will work hard to earn money that will enable them to retire and pursue their real interests when they are 35? But by the time they reach that age, they have large mortgages, children to school, houses in the suburbs that necessitate at least two cars per family, and a sense that life is not worth living without really good wine and expensive holidays abroad, which all lead back to having to work harder. Then Harari writes, one of history's few iron laws is that luxuries tend to become necessities and to spawn new obligations. Once people get used to a certain luxury, they take it for granted. Then they begin to count on it. Finally, they reach a point where they can't live without it. One example he brings up is writing a letter <laughs> back in the day. You had to write it, address it, put a stamp on it, and take it to the mailbox or the post office. And then it could take days, weeks, or even months to get a reply. But because of this, not many letters were sent, and we always wrote something of significance in them. Now we have email. Yeah, it makes things easier and faster, but how many more messages do we receive now? Everyone wants a prompt reply. And are they as important? Working harder for an easier life, Harari calls it the luxury trap. And we often don't even realize we've entered it, become a part of it. We're born into it. Just think about a car. Yeah, it would make life easier, but then it introduces monthly payments, insurance, upkeep and maintenance. And after all is said and done, does that really make life easier? In some ways, sure. But let's say the goal is to retire at 35, but now there are more expenses and new commitments and maybe it puts off that retirement by a year or two, maybe more. This all made me stop and consider the nitty gritty of achieving or reaching for that easier life from the larger expenses to the smaller ones. Will buying that next technologically advanced device make my life easier or better? In the short run, maybe. I was even thinking about Facebook. 
It started supposedly to help us connect better, but now some jobs require that you have a Facebook account, which means using it, putting content out and interacting with those who like your page or participate with you. There's not only time and effort involved, but also mental and emotional upkeep, keeping fans happy and the employer happy. And even if it's not for an employer and it's for your personal brand, it's the same thing. Even simply interacting with family and friends, there are expectations. But would our time and effort, our mental and emotional investments be better spent elsewhere? Harari says that a lot of times these decisions are so gradual we don't realize. So it's harder to see, you know, ahead and down the road of what might come. Facebook didn't start out the way it is now. Going back to the luxury trap of seeking an easier life that results in hardships, is it really about working harder for less? Getting deeper and deeper into this trap? This whole notion, it made me question decisions I make or consider, from where and how I spend my money to introducing new habits into my life. What is it that I'm seeking? An easier fill in the blank at what cost? Is it worth it now or in the future? Is spending this money now or making this decision now, introducing this habit, how is it going to affect my future goals? Even the small little choices and steps we take can have a snowball effect. Does this mean ceasing to live or to make those decisions? I don't think so. To me, it's about being more cognizant of my choices and actions. Of also appreciating the here and now, relishing in the dance or the song as Alan Watts describes. I want to consciously and purposefully consider my goals of what I want out of life now and down the line. I don't, I don't know how successful I'm going to be, but these are things that I want to think about, to hang on to. What is it that I deem to be easier? And is it worth it? What do I value? And what am I prepared to do or to sacrifice for my choices?